Welcome back to another episode of the Freels Daily Show. I'm your host, Freels Daily, and we have co-host Sean F. Smith. And today, now that round one is in the books, that is exactly what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the draft, and we're going to talk about round one and a few of the things that happened in round one. Sean, I know that you've been pretty busy, but how's your day been going? Oh. Uh, insane draft and the number of trades that were going on it was hard to even keep track of it but uh, just rolling right along man how you doing absolutely fantastic I was so excited to, to get the draft going I, I watched the entire thing I or not the entire thing but the, the entire first round sure. and just excited for the draft to, to kick off. I, I've been anticipating this. You know, I was uh, we did a, a special guest episode on Tuesday, and I was a guest on Sunday. Just ev- everything leading up to the draft, and the draft is finally here. Uh, we have today the first round. Tomorrow's going to be the second round, and then Saturday three through the uh, the rest. What, 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 seven rounds, I believe seven, it is. Yeah, three through seven. Yep. Okay. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's it's finally here. We're finally going. We finally have some crazy information to talk about. And I'll, I'll kick it off with, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have said from the beginning that it, it would be insane of them to trade their pick for the number one first round draft pick. Right. And it was kind of a shocker to me. I mean, I heard rumors and I, I, I heard, I, I saw some mock drafts and I saw some different things and I, and I denied it the entire time. I never really thought that they would pick Trayvon Walker, defensive end of Georgia. You know, he played various positions. He had plenty of, of snaps with his position specifically one-on-one and he just never really performed. So I'm not really sure what they saw in him aside from maybe the versatility of playing various positions. But when you, when you think about that too, you, you kind of question like, does a player really want to play multiple positions or do they want to play one position similarly to Debo Samuel? I've, I've seen him come out and say, I just want to catch the ball and run. Right, right. But, well, first of all, it's no surprise whatsoever. He's a bulldog from the national championship team. A ton of them went in the first round, as expected as well. So that's kind of where they're going with it. And then I like what you said about the versatility. So not only is he a big dude, 6'5", 272, that can move quickly. I mean, he was super impressive, too, at the combine. I mean, he rocked it. Um, But like you said, he's very versatile. He could play every position on the line. Uh, the defensive line so they can move him anywhere anywhere they need him so I mean to have that versatility to where yeah he may want to maybe they'll find out he'll be better at a different position other than DN because it is a little bit different in the NFL and maybe he'll end up being an edge guy even um, because of his quickness so we'll have to see um, but he can fill in anywhere uh, in the NFL the way it goes there's a lot of injuries man uh, especially on the line and the trenches, those big guys are smashing into each other. He can play anywhere. That's helpful to the team, man, especially with the Jags that need someone like that. Yeah, 100%. And, and you know, moving on to the number two pick, Lions, which is who I thought for sure was going to be the number one pick, and Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end mm-hmm. of Michigan. And, and you know, I, I argued that every time I was on an episode – and, and I really thought that that it would be insane if the Jaguars didn't pick him up. But the Lions made presumably one of the best picks at number two. Yep. And I'm going to go on to even Houston at number three. with, uh, And this was a huge shocker to me. Derek Stingley Jr., cornerback of LSU. And I'll tell you why it was such a shocker to me. I did not anticipate corners going this early in the draft, number one. Number two, Stingley Jr., I honestly thought that he would be available second, third round, and and he went at the number three pick. Right. Well, yes, they needed a corner, and Mm -hmm. yes, that's a a phenomenal pick for the Texans. I, I'm just very shocked 
that they went a corner this early in the draft. It was a shocker for everyone, I think. But the more I think about it, just last week, though, I was saying Lovey Smith, he even stated, he quoted, the last interview, he stated, our corners need to play better. So I'm not surprised from that aspect that he picks a corner in the first pick. Plus, he's a defensive guy. Um, but, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking to take Stingley instead of Sauce. And then to go back right. to the Lions, the Lions pick, it was no surprise. And I would have been just completely shocked, even more so if the Lions didn't pick up Aiden Hutchinson because everyone had him going number one on, you know, on their draft boards. Uh, he is closer to a finished product. Like he's ready to go. Um, he wasn't all American. He was actually a finalist for the Heisman right. as a defensive end. So, and it's, it's a trip to me that he played in Michigan and now he's going to continue to play in Michigan uh, for the Lions, man. And so um, you mentioned Sauce in a, a, a Mod Gardner, correct? Correct. Cornerback yeah. of Cincinnati, and and so the the funny part about that is that so the Jets picked him up at number four, yep. and they needed a corner for sure. But going back to the Texans, you know the 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 Texans, the only player they picked up in 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 the free agency slash whatever was MJ Stewart. So and they needed a corner. But then you got Sauce going to the Jets, and I saw a meme. I just want to bring this up because I think it's kind of funny. Uh, I saw a meme. I'm sorry, Sauce, uh, for your career. I know you did good in college, but uh, good luck, buddy, kind of deal. Like, y- I mean, yeah. you're going to the Jets. So, uh, yeah. play well, there's your, a couple your, things your with rookie, that. Your, your yeah. rookie contract, and then See where what you are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they interviewed him, though, and I heard his interview at, after he was drafted, and he was super excited and seems motivated. I mean, to go to New York is going to be huge. I mean, it's going to be very exciting for someone to kind of pull in that vibe and go to New York City, man, and be able to play there. And he said he went to multiple teams, uh, was interviewed, and he seemed like they were just kind of going through the motions in all of them. And uh, he liked the youth with the Jets, not only with the coaching staff, but with the players there and what they're trying to build. So he seems super excited that, the, you know, he's ready. He's got the energy that they need and, and uh, the team needs. And, but, yeah, you're right, the Jets. But maybe they're building something there. I mean, they've been trying to find a replacement for Darrell Revis since he left the Jets. Right. Um, and so maybe he'll benefit. I mean, he's a, kind of a big dude for a corner, 6'3", 190. Um, and he never surrendered one TD for the Bearcats in Cincinnati. Absolutely. Yeah, and so, I actually mentioned that on Tuesday. And, yeah. and we were talking about that. I, I really thought he was going to go to a different team. Uh, but the, the biggest thing behind that also is that, you know, I, I really think that, okay, so we were, we were talking about him and we were also talking about, uh, actually Kaepernick and one of, one of the things that, that you just mentioned is, is the location it's so we had mentioned that, you know, maybe Carolina is the best fit for Kaepernick. And the reason being is because you got to understand that not not just that you're signing a specific player, but like what comes along with that player. And so so him going to the Jets kind of like, yeah, exactly. He likes that environment. He likes where it's going to go. He likes what they're building. And and so it, it can definitely improve his game and maybe he can go straight in as a starter yep. and yeah, start making some plays happen. He will. Absolutely. They don't call him sauce for nothing. Right. <laughs> so then we have, you know, number five pick in Kayvon Thibodeau, defensive end of yeah. Oregon, which he was, so I've watched him. He, he actually showed up on a, NFL live uh, podcast deal and they, oh, they weren't okay. expecting him. And, and then I started watching some film on him and he was actually arguably one of the, the, the highest picks that should have been made. And I'm not sure, you know, like, like kind of like we've said about some of the free agents, I'm not sure why he wasn't in that 
top prospect kind of deal. But I will say that the Giants made a darn good pick. They, I yeah, mean, they, 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 he's definitely going to make some plays. He's very athletic. He's very aware. He, he he's for his size. He, he, he can get around players almost like, no, I'm, I'm not even going to compare him actually, because he, he, he's, he's thinner and, 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 and weighs less than other players in the NFL currently right now. But I think that that will be built in him and he will still be able to make plays. That'll benefit him, his size, because you don't have to be huge as an edge rusher. You got to be quick. Um, you got to be able to turn the corner fast. Um, he could speed rush. Um, he's going to be, I think he'll, he could bloom into something. I mean, he's not going to be like an Aaron Donald, but he he has the potential to do it. Um, I don't know. I mean, some people have said that he could be boom or bust, um, but he is impressive, man. He has got some serious Russian uh, skills, man. I mean, and, he, uh, he, he's able to, to read uh, an offense and be able to get in. Yep. And, and basically you can say like a blink of an eye and all of a sudden he's on the quarterback and I, Hey, I didn't even, I didn't even see him. Yeah. Well, he's quick on the snap count. Yeah. Um, so you're going to have to change it up a lot for him, but the NFL is a lot different than that, man. Uh, they change it up a lot. So yeah, we'll true. see what he could do with that. With college, he might be able to get quicker reads, especially on the snap and getting off the ball, but they're going to change it up and they're going to try to get him to jump. Um, and he might get some uh, offsides, man. But I'm so also going to we'll say see. this, though. Uh, he, when he went into Oregon, he said this. I'm planning the next four years for the next 40 years. The man is very intelligent and, and very purpose-driven. So he, sure. he's, he's a guy that, that's going to go in, and he's going to take every single ounce of, of education – and, and teaching and, and training that you could possibly give him. Yeah. And as long as they're able to train those guys, which the New York giants have that ability. I mean, in honesty, when you, when you look at history they they've always theoretically been a, a competitive team and they've had decent coaching staff. So they, they can definitely get him to that point. And he, and even if they can't get him to a stellar level, I, I would argue that they can still set the foundation for the next level for him. For sure, for sure. And he only just played the three years, so he didn't even he came out after his junior year. Correct. And there are some people that are saying like his speed and his even his upfield burst so even if he does get in the backfield and then he's got to go and tackle a guy he could catch up quick man yeah because he yeah, he ran a four or five and that's pretty quick for a, a defensive end so pretty quick man yeah and real quick we'll we'll talk about number six pick carolina akeem and and i apologize i'm probably going to butcher the name but it's akeem Iquano, defensive tackle of north carolina state you know that's that's definitely going to help carolina out and I don't really want to touch on that too much, but then we're going to jump to number seven, Giants pick again. They picked Evan Neal, offensive tackle of Alabama. And yeah. again, so he was the number one player coming out of high school the, 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 in the nation. So he he's another player that we're going to talk about that kept switching positions. He was on left left tackle, right tackle. You know, so he has the versatility as well. So I think that the Giants are going somewhere with this. They're 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 trying to benefit the quarterback. They're trying to benefit the defense. They're trying to get back into that awareness of of being able to be competitive because they were they were just shy this year, just shy. Right. And they really need to help out the quarterback. They really need to beef up the defense a little bit. And, and so with the number five and the number seven pick, I really think that they, they went a long way this year. And he will be able to stop the edge, man. Evan, he's so humongous, dude. Six, seven, three, thirty-seven, man. Yeah. He's, he's patient. He's got a lot of length. 
he's going to be able to stop those pass rushers and push them off the edge and not let them get to the quarterback. I mean, his um, arm length also, alone is just insane. Yeah. And to, and, and on the, on the run, he's going to be a tremendous blocker and his arms alone, like you said, he's going to be able to just jack guys off the ball. Like he's going to give, I mean, run my way, bro. Cause he's, he's just going to be pounding. Yeah. I mean, out of Alabama, man, uh, he's like one of the most powerful run blockers, man. That's what they um, do. That's what they do in Alabama. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it just, I yep. got you coach. Yeah, run it right you know here, I mean? run it my way. They're yep. all about, you know, you get these big guys on the offensive line like us, like, let's just run the ball. Let's just keep running, keep running, mm-hmm. keep running. They love it, man. Yeah, so. 100%. <laughs> and then number eight, you have Atlanta. They picked Drake London, the first wide receiver, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but the first wide receiver out of USC. Right. And, you know, they need that. They need Absolutely. They need a wide receiver. It's definitely going to be a huge thing for them. And obviously Atlanta needs some tools. Yeah, they do. And uh, he's uh, he's a good one, man. I've heard uh, um, Keyshawn talking about him for weeks now um, on the morning show on ESPN because Keyshawn, of course, played at USC. So he's, he's a little uh, – homer and he's been pushing him a lot but he played basketball too so he's got some size he's got some length he can he could he's got some jumping ability he's going to be a guy go up and get the ball like a moss um he could catch the ball like crazy um he's going to make it easy on the quarterback you know to get him the ball so yeah i'm excited to see him and i know we're going to touch more on the wide receivers but man from eight to 18 we had six wide receivers drafted man he was the first one to go so that was that was crazy to see. Like, where are all the quarterbacks? But we got six wide receivers going right in the mid range there in the in the first round. Yeah, and, and you know, with that said, you know, this is the first time that six wide receivers have been drafted in the top twenty. Right, and, yep. and it's it's just insane. And we'll go over a couple of the wide receivers in a minute. But you know that that was crazy. In addition to that, we didn't mention, um, but we did before the show was like the first six picks were defensive players. Yes. And that's crazy, man. That is totally crazy to me. It is crazy, but at the same time, we kind of expected that because in our previous shows, we've been talking about how that, that is exactly what was going to happen. I mean, de- not just defensive players, but like primarily like defensive linemen and offensive linemen. And yep. when you correct, Quite frankly, like when you look at it, that that's pretty much everything that happened in the first round. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, and and, and so at the number nine pick, this is when things started to turn around in, in the first round. So you had Seattle. They had the trade to, to Denver, in the, which they got the number nine pick. They, they traded what, Russell Wilson. And they ended up going with Charles Cross, offensive tackle of Mississippi State. That kind of was not a shocker to me, only because they needed an offensive tackle. But at the same time, they kind of are in a rebuild mode, so they kind of need everything. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that wasn't necessarily a huge shocker to me. I mean, they did pick up offensive guard Austin Blythe, but that's pretty much it. I mean, they lost offensive tackle Jamarco Jones. Excuse me. Jamarco Jones. Um, and, again, I mean, I, I, I've i argued this in, in a couple of other shows. It's that they're in complete rebuild mode. Yeah, I was, for sure a little shocked that they didn't go for a quarterback in the first round, but I mean, we'll get to that. Maybe they're still thinking about Mayfield or maybe even cap, but um, I do want to give a shout out. So um, when I was listening to the radio, cause I had to 
run off to work uh, this evening. Unfortunately, I was on call, so I ran off. And I heard Charles Cross getting shows at a Mississippi State. And I was like, nice, dude. The first thing I thought was like, man, I got to give a shout out to my boy Pokey. Uh, one of my best friends lives in Mississippi. So he's not really a football guy. But I, the first thing I thought of when I heard Mississippi. And then and as they interviewed him and they asked him, uh, Charles Cross, they asked him if what he knew about Seattle area. And he was like, well. Um, I heard it rains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so he's straight from the South, man. Yeah. He likes barbecue. He's full on South. He's a fisherman. You know, he likes to do these kind of things, but he's going to be another big dude on the line, man. They're going to call him mauler brawler. Like he's a total technician. Um, he's going to blow guys off the line, the defenders. So he's another guy that's really going to help the run. And then of course, give the quarterback some time, man. But yeah, yeah I just wanted to give a shout out to pokey, man. Yeah, absolutely. And then coincidentally, too, so number 10 were the Jets pick, which they ended up trading from Seattle. They they traded safety Jamal Adams, and then they ended up picking another receiver in Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. Right. And, and right. he's kind of been compared to like a Lynn Swan kind of guy because of his I, – I wouldn't even call it versatility. I would call it like – mobility more more than anything because he makes catches beyond like an o, obj kind of deal like right. basically it was like you know you're 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 in the end zone and the throw is like way behind you so he would he would he would fall back and and make the catch or way above you and he would jump up and make the catch or it was like way behind you and he would somehow reach out and make the catch kind of like a lynn swan so like Right, exactly. So he's got the the route running ability and the ball skills, great hands. Uh, yeah. So he's going to have the ability to step right in and be a one, or he could be a two. He could be either one, man. So he's going to be ready to rock and roll for sure. I mean, Ohio State prepares those guys ready, gets them ready for the pros too, which was amazing because that's when the wide receivers went three in a row, 10, 11, 12, Jets, yeah. Saints, and then Lions. And uh, the Knicks guy, Chris Olave, Olave, was also out of Ohio State. Um, yeah, so was, actually, yeah. so Jets, Washington, Lions. So it, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, number 11, which they got that trade to the, from the Saints, and they picked up Chris Olave, wide receiver, Ohio State, again. I think you got that swapped. I see that it came from the Commanders, and the Saints picked 11. Correct, correct, correct. yes, okay. right. yes, right. correct. Okay, all right. And And you know what? I think that Alave is actually a better pick than, than Wilson. I'm not trying to downgrade Wilson. He's, he's a mm -hmm. phenom phenomenal player, but I think Alave is, is statistically and athletically a better pick. Well, he's and, faster, more explosive, and he's going to be able to go deep down the field. So hopefully yeah. he'll have a quarterback to hit him if Jameis can hit him in uh, stride instead of underthrowing or overthrowing. So it'll definitely benefit the Saints. And again, we'll talk about that later. Just because they did, the Saints did not pick up a quarterback, and we don't even know if Winston is going to be their quarterback. There's been talk they, about it, but they did sign him. They did sign him. They um, did. He's no longer a free agent. So yeah, but we'll see. There's st it's still early in the draft for sure. But what what is he going to do for the Saints? Throw 25 touchdowns and 25 interceptions. Exactly. So, <laughs> but I he's going to have some receivers I to throw to, man. With, with the quarterbacks available, they might be going a different route. They just are playing the field. Yeah, they may. Because there's so, been a lot of uh, quarterbacks going late rounds, as we know. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. So, number 12, you got the Lions and, and the, the, the trade from the Vikings. And they picked up uh, Jameis Williams, wide receiver of Alabama. And that one was another shocker for me because again, so he came in the championship game, he tore his ACL. Right. We don't know. And there hasn't been any updates on his medical standpoint, even though I understand that there's, there's improvements in the medical field. We don't know when he's going to start or when he's going to play. Is he right. going to be a starter? Is he going to be a backup? Is he going to be, what, what is he going to do? 
Right. Well, you know, the Lions, as we know, anyways, they're essentially in rebuild almost every single year. Right. Um, and I'll piggyback on what you said about the surgeries nowadays and the ACLs. Uh, the docs are really good now. Um, there, it used to be it would be a year at least before they could even start playing. Mm-hmm. Now it could be like six, eight months. Excuse me for a second. <clears throat> um, six, eight months. And he's a big speed guy, has the ability to emerge as really a special uh, wide receiver. And, of course, coming out of Alabama, he's a standout there. And if he's able to get back to his form, um, he'll have a chance to be one of the best value picks in the draft. But, yeah, I see the concern with the ACL. But, like I said, man, with those surgeries, I mean, he really has a chance. Um, And he did play in the um, national championship game, which gives him a little resume builder as well. Um, so we'll have to see what happens if it's a good let, move or not. Let me, let me just real quickly throw you this curveball, <coughs> just real quick. Jared Goff, is he the right. quarterback for the Lions? Is he going to be the guy that actually helps these receivers? Even let let's let's say Williams is able to come in and and start making some plays immediately. Is Jared Goff going to be the one to do something? Um, I don't know. Um, I really don't know. He wasn't terrible um, in his first few years. Well, his rookie year, he was kind of. He was, you know, got benched and stuff. And they weren't really sure if they made the right pick. And I'm not even sure that the head coach at that time, I think it was Fisher at that time, and he didn't really want to draft him. And they kind of made him. um, And shortly thereafter is when – he took a walk, um, but Jared Goff did show some improvement, but obviously when the Rams had a chance to get Stafford, they went for him. So I don't know, maybe the lions are going to give him a chance. I mean, I guess it's better to have a, a seasoned veteran in there to throw to the young guys, but I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying that um, Goff is a franchise quarterback by any means, but um, we also have does, the fact that yeah. the lions are the Lions. And exactly. Yeah. When you have yeah, a guy right. like Goff that goes and wins the Super Bowl after he leaves the Lions, that kind of says something about. Oh, you mean Stafford? Yeah, Stafford. I mean Stafford. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah exactly. Yeah, no stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. So we have the Eagles at number thirteen. You know, they traded from uh, Houston. They picked up Jordan Davis, defensive tackle of Georgia. Yeah. Okay. And you have number fourteen. They. Ravens, of course, they picked up defense. Kyle Hamilton, safety, Notre Dame. I actually mentioned that on Tuesday that even though that wasn't a conference that we were talking about, I I mentioned, and on Sunday, actually, on a guest host, I I mentioned the fact that they they were going to go for defense. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and then at number 15, you have Kenyon Green, guard, Texas A&M. I, I don't really have much to say about that because I don't know why they even went for that position when that's not even a position that they're even – I mean, they yeah, they needed an offensive guard, but – they need everything. Yeah. They, so, they, I want to bounce back, though, really quick to the Eagles because I do want to say Jordan Davis because he's another Georgia player. So, yeah, yeah. defense tackle. They need to build their defense as well. Um, their defense needs to be stronger, and he is a monster, man, on the interior. So he'll be able to stop the run a lot and get them off the field and get the other opposing offenses in uh, third and longs, you know, by stopping the run. Um, he could take on multiple blockers. They're going to have to double team him a lot. So he's going to become, you know, uh, a, a big point of attack for them. And so they're going to have to, the other teams are going to have to focus a lot on him. And of course, yeah, I'll build on what you said about the Ravens. They're always shooting for defense. And, uh, but he, he covers a lot of ground. Kyle Hamilton as a safety at a Notre Dame, he's going to be roaming in the center, man, roaming out there. Absolutely. So he's going to be like a Palomalo man. And yep. uh, 
as a middle of the field defender. He's got size, range, quickness, versatility, and he's going to be blasting out there, be making plays, making tackles, breaking and breaking up passes. And as far as the Texans, yeah, man, they are in full rebuild. So it doesn't matter what they draft. They're pretty much got to go with best available. And I guess they felt that Kenyon Green out of Texas A&M was best available. Cool thing for him is he gets to stay in Texas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then you have number 16, Washington, again. And again, they picked another wide receiver, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver from Penn State. Not a shocker to me. They're trying to build their offense a little bit. They're they're trying to make some plays. I get that. Yeah, for sure. And with that being said, we're going to – break for a second and have you ever wanted to start a podcast well anchor makes it easy and let me tell you a little bit about it i love anchor because you can record right from the anchor website anchor.fm or from the mobile app you can trim and edit right from the website or app And Anchor will distribute your podcast, and it can be heard from Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and many more. Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check it out today on Anchor.fm. Also, check out de-creations.com for any of your distributor needs whether you want to make t-shirts pillows canvas whatever you want to do check out de-creations.com also check out the frills daily show on facebook youtube instagram as well as anchor spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts iHeartRadio, and many more. Exactly. Frills Daily and Sean F. Smith right here on the Frills Daily Show. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So now we have number 17, the Chargers. They picked up Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College. That wasn't a surprise, No, he's scrappy too, man, and he's going to be a good interior blocker for them. Obviously, the Chargers needed some offensive line help to give Herbert some more time, and so he's going to get it with Zion for sure, Um, and he's going to be able to help them out, and he's going to just be blowing the defenders up, man, and making some holes too for the running backs. And here at number 18 is one of the craziest – trades of the first round so the titans traded aj brown to the eagles yeah and then the eagles picked up Traylon burks wide receiver of arkansas which has been compared to either a debo samuel or a younger aj brown and and to me that just insert the blow your mind emoji kind of deal like that that was to me, I expected different trades in the, in the first round, right? But that one just blew my mind. Right. Well, uh, we talked about it before the show that the Eagles signed big dude AJ Brown, gave him a big contract, um, gave <laughs> excuse me the quarterback another guy to throw to, and then the Titans went and just drafted a wide receiver basically to replace him, and they can pay him a lot less because he's going to be in a rookie contract. Exactly. They don't have to pay him as much as they have paid AJ Brown for at least six years. So they're basically just hitting the reset button and Mm -hmm. just replacing the player for someone cheaper. Yep. And then you have the saints at number 19 and, and this was another shocker to me. So they ended up picking Trevor Penning offensive tackle of Northern Ohio. And I thought for sure, either the Saints or the Steelers were going to pick the quarterback first in the in the first round. Mm-hmm. And the Saints didn't do it. They, they picked 
an offensive tackle, and, and the offensive tackle is a, a, a good position for them. I get it. They needed an offensive tackle, but they also need a, a quarterback. So I'm kind of like <laughs> – You're a Jameis Winston hater, I tell you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I really don't think that he's going to do much for them. I don't think that he's going to produce for them. I, I am confident that their defense is going to carry them most of the way but they need somebody to make some plays on the offensive aspect of it, and Jameis Winston is not the guy. Well, by drafting Trevor Penny, offensive lineman, they're going to give Jameis some more time. They, their head coach now, Dennis Allen, is going to be focused on developing Jameis, and so I'm, I'm guessing that in the entire offseason, he's going to be working with Jameis to be more patient, uh, to be able to pick up his reads, um, to get rid of the ball quicker and to stop being so risky because he's not, you know, a gunslinger like a Brett Favre, um, which Favre did throw a lot of interceptions, but the guy would get up and just, bam, throw a touchdown pass right after that. Yeah. Where Jameis, Jameis can have like a 3-4 interception game or three interceptions and three fumbles. So he's got to protect the ball more, not just throwing it, but holding on to it too. Um, so I think Dennis Allen can be able to help him a lot, though. So, but obviously by them signing him because he was a free agent this offseason, they're giving him a contract. They're obviously planning on going with him. So yeah. they got to give him some alignment to give him some more time, too. But then, finally, in the first round, the only quarterback to be picked at yep. number twenty, the Steelers pick up Kenny Pickett, quarterback of Pittsburgh. So he stays local. Yeah. So. I've been saying in our previous episodes, Sam Howell, Sam Howell, Sam Howell to the Pittsburgh yep. Steelers. I watched hours of film last night, yep. and I completely see why the Steelers decided to go with Kenny Pickett over Sam Howell. He has an arm. He has reads. He can throw solid on the move. He's able to, going back to the reads, he's able to actually focus in the pocket and, and look at all of his reads versus Sam Howell. And, you know, when I initially kept promoting Sam Howell, I, I was looking at the style of player and I didn't see as much film and overlooking it i was like oh wow actually he is not the player that i was thinking of he has more like johnny manzel type vibes he he takes one or two reads and then he runs right and that's not good versus kenny pickett he he's able to read one two nope three four okay now i can make a play right or if I can't make a play, now I can run. And that's what and you I know need. You're... And that's the style of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So had I done more research, and I'm just going to say that uh, out loud, had I done more right. research, I probably would have sold Kenny Pickett a little bit more earlier on in our podcast because now I see it a little bit more and I, and I understand that logic behind that that actual pick right i i some people are thinking malik willis is going to be the first qb chosen also um but i'm with you as far as it goes with um pickett because he's pro ready um he's got the potential to be like a starter right away um i'm not sure how much downfield he's going to go like how powerful his arm is but like you said he's uh, he does have 49 49 career starts which gives them you know a chance to be a good starter in the NFL. I mean, to make up for his, <coughs> excuse me, deficiencies, he's got superb managing skills, expertise at the pocket passer. He can really just stick in the pocket and pick up his reads, like you said. So, yeah, I think it was a great pick and being the first quarterback in the draft. And so to feed off of what you said with Malik Willis, yeah, I honestly did also. But I'm going to go back to style, which I've mentioned before, so, yeah, I was wrong with who I thought was going to go, 
but I'm still going to go back to style of the team. So I don't think Malik Willis is the style of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but the pick before that, New Orleans Saints, I, I am actually shocked that they did not pick Malik Willis. <laughs> they also need a quarterback. They or okay, even if I'm a hater on that aspect, they need somebody that's going to fill in later because he needs work still. He he definitely needs work still because he he has problems with reads. He has problems. He he he's another one of those guys that I'm going to run because I'm getting pressure. Right. So, and he's only a junior. So he may even be coming into the draft a little bit too early. So he's a developmental player in my eyes. That's, that's how I'm going to classify Malik Willis, but I still saw him going to, to the saints and maybe he still will. I mean, it's possible. There was only one quarterback in the draft. So or in, in, in the first round. So maybe he still will. So moving on, we have the, the, the Patriots, which at number 21, they traded the pick from Kansas City, and they picked up Trent McDuffie, cornerback of Washington. The Patriots, in my eyes, are kind of like the Texans. They're in complete rebuild also. So any player that they pick, I'm going to say is a good pick because they need everything anyway. You're talking about the Patriots? Correct. Hmm. Didn't they trade that pick um, to the Chiefs? And the Chiefs drafted number 21. And they picked up the Q, no, the, the corner. Trip You're right. Key. You're right. Okay. They, okay. I, I did, that's my second mistake tonight of the same thing. Yes, they traded uh, to Kansas City. In Kansas City, yeah, yeah. yeah traded – and, and ended up picking up Trent McDuffie, cornerback of Washington. So actually, okay, so I, I, I recant my statement, and I'm going to say that that's actually a good pick because they need defensive fronts. They need a corner. They need safeties. They need those playmakers that are going to come in and, and do something. Yep, for sure. And uh, it's going to help them to have um, – Another corner on the Chiefs for sure because their defense uh, has been giving them problems, um, either getting a lot of pass interferences or just not being able to get out the field. Um, so yeah, they definitely had to build up their D. So which leads to the the Packers. I know you wanted to talk about the Packers. Um, not only did they draft Quay Walker, but they also um, drafted Devontae Wyatt, which both out of Georgia. Yeah. So. I mean, we could skip 28, but yeah, they yeah, they had number 22, which is the current pick that we're on, which yeah. was the pick from Las Vegas in, in Quay Walker, linebacker of Georgia. But then they also picked uh, in number 28, Devontae Wyatt, also defensive tackle of Georgia. And they're the first team ever to take a defensive player in the same team in the same draft in the first round. In the first round, yep, yep. And those are good picks for them. They definitely need some help on their defense. Obviously, their offense is going to be okay, even though they lost the best receiver in the league. I think they're going to still be able to overcome that with the arm of Aaron Rodgers. But to build that defense up um, is going to be helpful for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, And then you're going to the, the Bills, and hopefully I don't mess this one up too, but they, they traded from Baltimore. Correct. So and the Bills did get the pick. I'm going to butcher that name. I'm going to say Kair Elam. They picked up cornerback from Florida. I think it's Kair, but yeah. Yeah. Kair. Okay. And that's, yeah. a, that's a solid pick. I mean, they're they're not too far. I mean, obviously, they're, they're contenders, and they, they got very close to the Super Bowl. So they only need a few players to kind of build up their team and be able to compete to to actually get beyond that next step. 
they were really close, man. They were really close um, to getting a championship game or to go to the Super Bowl last year, rather. And Kair will help them. Um, they're going to have a, a guy on the edge, a corner. He's a big standout out of Florida. He's definitely a big cover corner. Um, he's got the size to challenge receivers because I know really we have the prototypical corners in the league that are usually shorter than the receivers. So sometimes yeah. the receivers can manhandle them or get an arm in there and push the guy off and get open. And he's going to be able to really play press coverage. He's got the skills in there and he could also play zone coverage. So um, he's definitely one of the few corners. And I had mentioned him a couple weeks ago when we were talking about teams needs in uh, in the draft uh, for corners. He was one of the first guys that came up with Skyer Elam for me. Yeah. So. And then number 24, you have the Cowboys. And <laughs> I get it. They're, they're, they're trying to protect the quarterback. They picked up Tyler Smith, offensive tackle of Tulsa. I, I, I don't have much to say about that pick. I, I honestly, I, I after getting rid of Amari Cooper, I kind of thought that they were going to go, it maybe not wide receiver, but but another offensive weapon for them. Right, they've already been pretty solid on defense, but it, it's kind of one of those things that they and they they have a solid offense, obviously, but. I don't know. I kind of thought that they were going to go offense more so than than protection for the quarterback because he doesn't really scramble much. I mean, he, he scrambles when he needs to. Right. Don't get me wrong. I, but what I'm saying is, like, he doesn't need to worry about that. Hopefully, this right. will help out Ezekiel Elliott and maybe be a solid pick. I don't know. I, I, right. I I just don't I'm, – I'm not confident in this pick is what I'm saying. I think he'll work into it. He's uh, a guy that still needs to fine-tune his skills. I mean, he does have outstanding physical tools, obviously, but um, he's going to have to develop some. Um, may or may not be able to step in there and help Dak and give him some more. I think more so he's added for depth, and they're going to give him time to develop. Yeah. Um, I mean, with some solid, you know, coaching and some hard work and stuff, he might be able to blossom into a starter. Um, and become a good edge blocker, but we'll have to see yet. But I think they're just trying to get in depth, really. And, and here's here's another shocker for me. So at number 25, we're going back to the Ravens. And, mm-hmm. of course, they picked defense early on. But Tyler Lindenbaum, center of mm-hmm. Ohio, like what, what, are you, what are you doing? He's the prototypical, humongous – uh, guy uh, from the Midwest out of Iowa. He's scrappy at the point of attack. He's got a high IQ, a lot of experience, and you know, playing four years, man. He's going to be like playing uh, traffic cop there on the front line, dude. He's going to be, he's going to help, man. I know a center is not a sexy pick. It's not a sexy pick, but I mean, especially help for the first up. round, like what? What? Like, do you think any other team of the 32 – well, of the 32 picks, I'm going to say, because obviously <laughs> not every team even picked in the first round. But, like, what? Like, yeah. you're telling me he wasn't available in the second and third round? Tyler Linderbaum, Linderbaum. Maybe they wouldn't think he would be. And uh, if, if they're going to go with best available player, that's what they needed, and that's who they drafted, man. And then, and then we have the Jets. They traded from the Titans at number 26. They got Jermaine Johnson, linebacker, Florida State. That was a solid pick. The, the Jets are actually picking players or at least positions that they actually need. Yeah, for sure. And then you have Jacksonville, who traded this, this kind of surprise because uh, I'm – Surprised that Tampa Bay even well actually no, let me let me rephrase that. Jacksonville traded from Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had the twenty seventh pick. Correct. And I kind of feel like they're a little arrogant in thinking that they already have who they need. So they traded for Jacksonville and Jacksonville picked up Devin Lloyd linebacker from Utah. That's going to help Jacksonville for sure. 
Jacksonville Absolutely. already went all in on offense. So yep. all they mm-hmm. need to do is build their defense. Absolutely. So anybody that they pick up is going to be a benefit to them. And they may be the Cinderella team this year. Although we've been talking for weeks how powerful the AFC is going to be, but Jacksonville has made a lot of moves, and they still are in the draft. Yeah. Um, to get Devin Lloyd as a linebacker, the dude was a ball magnet in college. Yeah. He's quick. He's quick. He's athletic. He'll create a lot of uh, chaos in there. He can also pass rush. Um, so, and he could tackle in space. Um, I mean, he he could be a Pro Bowler in his first year, man. I mean. He's going to help Jacksonville a lot, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And then you finally have Green Bay. They picked up Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle, again, from Georgia. Yep. There, there's got to be a stat. I, I didn't look it up, but there's got to be a stat on how many players from Georgia have been picked in the first round. And I think that maybe this year – might be one of those numbers, or at least close. Oh, and how many, you mean, from, like, the national championship team? Because I know it's out with Alabama a few times where there's, like, six, seven guys picked in the first round. Um, I think there was at least five that I'm counting uh, that came out of Georgia in the first round. And they're not done. There's going to be more. There's going to be more guys. Um, uh, I think five. Maybe six. Um, well, and and then you have yeah. number twenty nine, the Patriots. You know they picked up Cole Strange, offensive guard from Chattanooga. I honestly, I don't know what the Patriots are doing. I'm not saying that that's a bad pick. What I am saying is that they're also in a complete rebuild mode. Whether and I know that we've talked about that. I know that. Belichick knows what he's doing and, and right. he's, he's going to go in and he's going to pick players and, but they didn't do anything in free agency. And they, and so like, if that's all you're picking, he doesn't really rebuild. It's like mix man up. I mean, if you look at the past and what they've done, they do it best. They don't do first round, dude. All their big time players they've ever had. I even, mean, we even all, Brady. Even Brady, we always yeah. mention Brady in sixth round, but also one of the best wide receivers they ever had who helped in their Super Bowl runs. Eighth round pick, Troy Brown. We know Brady went in the sixth. Edelman went in the seventh round. Yeah. And and he was a quarterback in college. And he became one of the best wide receivers that Brady had. And so, you know, <laughs> first round is nothing to them. They're just going to fill a need, which they right. did. They're going to give their quarterback some more time by drafting the guard. So, that's that's very know, true, actually. That's very true, and, and yeah. that that I I totally get that. You know, so, they're gonna give um, um, Mac Jones some more time, man. Yep, that so that, that makes sense. You're you're yeah. right. So yeah. we're at number thirty with the Chiefs, George Carliftis, defensive end at Purdue. I mean, the Chiefs, they don't need much. They don't, well, right. I would They're just putting say, it on the defense now because they've got their offense ready to roll. Uh, so. They're slow and go, but I would say that they're pretty much ready to go. Right. And then you have Cincinnati at number 31. They, he, they picked up uh, Daxon Hill, safety of Michigan. And then another safety with the Vikings at number 32, Lewis Kine. Another guy to Georgia. Yep, another safety from Georgia. So, yeah. you know, it's like we've been talking about. It's it definitely been a, a defensive front, or maybe front's not the the right terminology, but like it, it's been a defensive game for sure. Yep, and it, it's it's been a lot. You know, I think that yeah. uh, on on the next episode, we will probably cover the rest of the draft, you know, the second through seventh round. Sure. Providing there's something to cover, to be honest. Like, it, it, right, for sure. unless... There's going to be some more surprises, for sure. There'll be some more quarterbacks drafted. And I do want to touch on that, because we did mention a little bit early in the show, uh, there's only been one quarterback drafted right. um, this year. 
And I was wondering if, like, what does that mean for the NFL going forward? Or is this just a trend that's going right now to only have one guy going the first round? Last year alone, the first three picks were quarterbacks. And then there were six in the first 14. Right. Five. So, no, five in the first 14. And um, so there was a lot of quarterbacks drafted last year. So, so I, on ESPN tonight, they did mention the fact that moving forward, is this going to be a trend? Kind of like what you're saying. Is this going to be a trend with, with like wide receivers? Because I was kind of shocked at how many wide receivers went in the first round. Right. Moving forward, is this going to be a trend? And and we've talked about kind of in the past, like how the running game's kind of like out of the question. I know that on uh, on Tuesday, we kind of mentioned the fact that tight ends are kind of like out of the question to a certain degree, but there's certain players that come in as a tight end, but they're built to a degree or a pedigree more so. You're almost like a wide receiver. You make plays. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will also say that, you know, in I'll bring up the, the Las Vegas Raiders. Okay. In in, Los, in in Raiders history, they used to pick the fastest guy, right? So yep. what I had mentioned in the last episode is it doesn't matter if you're the fastest guy because what happens is when you're running a route, you're not running a straight line. You're running right. a route. So exactly. if you're not able to run that route, and, and be able to make a play, it doesn't matter how fast you run, which is why tight ends are coming in, or even running backs for that matter, that maybe maybe they're not as good of running backs, but they're able to make some like out routes and, and, and different plays. That This is why that's becoming more prominent in the NFL, because you're able to run a route and then after the play you can because you're so big being a running back or a fullback or a tight end that these corners that are you know generally five nine six foot 195 pounds whatever it is but you're six one six two two twenty two twenty five you could just truck these people you know, you can run that route, start running the ball after the catch, and then when you when the guy comes in, the defensive back, the 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 corner or the safety comes in to try to tackle you, you just you know put your head down and boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay man. Yeah, exactly. But that's so. what I'm saying. So so they they these guys are though, arguably these guys are are becoming more popular in the NFL because they can make plays versus the speedsters, quote-unquote, that can run a quick 40-yard dash, but they can't run plays. They can't They can't make things happen. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like, okay, the only comparison that you have in the, in the NFL today is like Hunter Ren- Renfro. He's a small guy. He can make plays, right? Like he can run a route, he can catch the ball, but then he's so bouncy that he can make a play. Yeah. Or like an Edelman, same type of player. He right. can catch the ball and he can make a play all of a sudden. But you don't have a lot of those speedsters. Renfro and Edelman weren't those four zero, four one, four two, four three, forty yard runners. You know right. what I'm saying? Just get no kind of guys. And uh, I don't know that we've went one single episode without you talking about the Raiders, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Almost made it. Almost made it, dude. Almost made it, man. You might want to get help for that. Okay. Damn. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you got me on that one. Like the 55-minute point. I was like, oh, we almost made it. <laughs> almost. But you know what? It is time to wrap this up. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that another time. For sure. But everybody, I hope that you really enjoyed the show. 
and I hope you continue to listen and, and check us out on the Frills Daily Show on Facebook, on YouTube, on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, all the different platforms. We're out there. We're talking about it. We're, we're posting. We're, we're trying to get everybody to listen. We're trying to get as many people as we can interested. Make sure that you comment on things that you would rather hear about if, if you're not interested in what we're talking about. And we're going to continue to improve. And at this point, it's Frills Daily and Sean F. Smith out. Bye.